Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook at The Greyhound Girl. Hi everyone, just a bit of a modified Sunday stirrup or maybe you should call it Monday stirrup or something else now. Um, Dad and I were lucky enough to catch up with champion group one winning trainer from Victoria, Kel Greeno. We obviously spoke about the impressive return of Victor Damien yesterday at Sandown. For anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, make sure you jump online and watch that replay. He was brilliant from box six. We know he's not always the best beginner, but weaved his way through the field and yeah, sort of took the split on that home turn and, and sort of raced away in 29. 33 after 120 days away from the track and yeah there were certainly plenty of eyeballs on that race and he did not disappoint um super happy for his owners I mean you know they've been through the ringer so to speak and yeah hopefully it's onwards and upwards from Damien from here um we also spoke to Kel about obviously wow she's fast and big energy who went round in the group one top gun sprint last Saturday um a very new exciting addition to his kennel and sister to Victor Damien Victor Marley who'll um begin her campaign for team Greeno this week um just touching on other things, obviously we had the three Group 1s in Victoria on Saturday at the Meadows. Um, the Hume Cup was taken out by Hector Forley. We had the Group 1 Top Gun Sprint was taken out by Transponder for Team Thompson, who are absolutely on fire at the moment. And Ritza Piper in the Group 1 stayers gave Joe Scary his very first Group 1 win as a trainer. And I was probably about five metres away from him at the gardens, and he was one very excited man, um, as you would be notching up your first Group 1 win as a trainer. And, yeah, no, it was great to see his phone was certainly running hot after that. And, um, yeah, no, great performances and congratulations to everyone there on Saturday night. Um, the coverage was brilliant and, yeah, no, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, sort of, there was more to touch on, obviously, around the country. Uh, we had Brody Kirby notched up his very first win um, over there in Cannington. Uh, he's a jockey now turned trainer and he got his um, first win on the board. So he's definitely a trainer to keep an eye on. Um, back here in New South Wales, we had more first time Wendy winners. Michelle Johnson and Penny Hutchison knocked up, notched up their very first um, wins at Wentworth Park. And yeah, no, those first time winners at Wendy keep coming. And yeah, no, it's great to see. And hopefully there's plenty more in store sort of moving forward. Um, Kia Hurley, who only got her very first city win at the Meadows there a couple of weeks ago went back with the same dog um, by the name of Long Haul and makes sense because it's very much a long haul trip for her and her team from South Australia and she got her very first win at Sandown um, so she knocked off her two Victorian City wins in a matter of a fortnight and yeah no, that was brilliant to see and she um, she absolutely loves her dogs and no doubt there would have been plenty more tears for her as well um, there um uh, last Thursday evening that was um, plenty to look forward to obviously um, as we approach towards the Melbourne Cup Carnival um, the shootouts this week as well the Dapto Middle Distance Championship heats are on um, sorry if I've forgotten anything but um, you know we'll be back with a, a full stir up coverage um, hopefully on Sunday if dad hasn't had too many beers so probably expect it on Monday but yeah best of luck to everyone racing around the country and um, I really hope you enjoy our chat with Kel Greeno. All right. Um, yeah. So, Kel, we'll go. We'll go back to yesterday. And like I said, when I was chatting to Dad last week, I said I don't think there would have been a race. Um, I think that race yesterday at Sandown would have broke a few um, viewership records because everybody I talked to was watching it. But um, yeah, just just sort of an overall point of view. You know, obviously you you were wrapped. But what did you make of his uh, performance? We were very pleased because um, it was under a fair bit of pressure. We hadn't been able to give him a 500, but it was hard to work out when we were actually be allowed to race. So we tried to keep him reasonably fit, which he was, but 
you know, you never know. And we went to stand down Sunday thinking it may have been a slightly easier race because Thursday nights are running against the best odds. And, of course, the big carnival came up with the Melbourne Cup and Phoenix and so on. We thought, we'll try and pick an easier target. And we run into Starline Express and Tinker Norm and... <laughs> I'm thinking Tinker Norm's in outstanding form and he's drawn his box and Starline Express hit through the red and I'm thinking, we're on six, it's going to be tough. But, look, he did a great job working his way through the field and, and finished like a train. So, look, it pulled up well. We're really happy with his run and delighted for the family, uh, you know, who've been waiting patiently for a long time. Yeah. I think um, after, you know, such, like you said, such a long time, out 120 days since his last start, you know, haven't watched it back a couple of times. It was a very smart performance by him. Like he sort of just didn't, you know, like sometimes he has previously relied on luck. He sort of made his own luck and went around dogs and then in between them at the finish. And yeah, that must have been pleasing too. It was. Look, he seems to be very intelligent in the field um, from what I saw. And look, he's a very intelligent dog too and, and a lovely dog to go with it. But yeah, look, he, he had to work his way through that field and you very rarely see him dogs come from, you know, that position at Sandown and win, except unless they're a Yachi Bale, for example, who won the Melbourne Cup last year. But they're the sort of special dogs that can do that. And most dogs, you know, they get back after the first three and they, they generally can't win. So very pleasing first up. And there's a fair bit of fitness to come. So I think there's a lot of upside. Yeah, definitely. What are the sort of the plans you got for him now um, moving forward? Are you going to keep him over the 500s, um, just like you said, to build his fitness up? Well, we will. Look, we've ended for the shootout this week, which is a four-dog race. Yep. Uh, in the hands of the grading panel to who, who they're going to pick, and I believe they've got two spots already picked out if they want to use it. One was the million-dollar chase winner, JSJ, and the other was the top gun winner, Transformer. Now, I don't think JSJ is going in it from what I heard, so that leaves three spots. Now, how do you pick three spots when there's probably going to be a dozen quality dogs? That's going to be a tough decision. Um, in the past, they liked dogs like Victor Damien to sort of get into those races, but there is no criteria to say who gets picked and who doesn't. So in his case, we just hope he gets a start because it will suit him, but... Who the panel picks, I don't know. Whether they pick group form, whether they pick the fastest time form. Which if the fastest time form would also enter big energy, he'd have the quickest time. So he'd be a chance of getting in. We'll enter him as well. But do they pick a group winning winning race instead of that? I've got no idea. So we'll only find out when they pick the field. But they used to have to, many years gone by, we used to have to put money in to yeah. go into back to the judgment up. And they stopped doing that, which is, you know, good for some but if you really are keen I'd be happy to put money in just to go in it but as I want to I really like the race and I think it's an outstanding exciting race but look they've changed the format and there's nothing we can do about that but just everyone hopes that it's uh, you know a field like last year for example with with Shani actually being lucky enough to win it yep you have you're not going to go to it with Shani again look I sort of put Shani in on Saturday night as fresh as I could get it, trying to get a bit of early pace instead of the strength. When I raced the last year, I think it was the Tim Lee. I think it might have been one of those group ones. And she won her heat brilliantly after coming off a fresh campaign. And the next week, she did win the final, but she run a fair bit slower and was a bit flat. So I thought, I won't make that mistake twice. I'll try and learn yep. from his stupid mistakes. <laughs> and, and she... Um, 
I just thought this week I'll give her an easy week and then come back next week for the cup week because they had they've got a criteria that if you've won Group Ones in the last twelve months, which she's won a few, so she gets automatically into the cup weeks instead of having to go into the preludes. Yep. Yep. Nah, awesome. Um, Dad, you know a lot about um, stupid mistakes, wouldn't you? Had a few in me day. <laughs> Have you got anything Not you want to ask Kel that you haven't already spoke about prior to recording this? Uh, no, I was really impressed with Victor yesterday. He, uh, he missed the kick a touch and got squeezed up going to the post. And when he was running six through the pen, I thought, oh, things don't look good. But as Kel said, he... Uh, he balanced up and showed what he can do. And if he hasn't had a 500, I did that run or doing good. Yeah, I could hear you from inside. And then next minute, it, Kelly come running down, open the door. Oh, he's back, he's back. And he's fist pumping and carrying on. And I said, oh, are you, are you a part owner now? You're that excited. <laughs> no, I always had a big opinion. Any dog that can come up as a pup and run 29.5 at 20 in a trial, you know, he's, he's no slouch. And uh, I love to see young dogs with heaps of ability fulfil their potential. That's a big word for me, isn't it? And like we've, yeah, like we've said before too, Dad, you know, like with any good dog, he's had his knockers as well. People like, oh, well, you know, he, um, he's too slow early and all the rest of it. And, you know, I think it was great yesterday that he sort of said, well, no, you know, I'm, I'm, a, lot, um, I'm a lot better than what you think I am and, you know, I can weave my way through a field. Yeah, well, I, I watch a lot of Sunday races at Sandown, and they're lucky to break 30, like, pretty good dogs, 29.9, 29.8, and he come out and run 33, doing it the hard way. So I thought, on a Sunday track, you know, it's never going to be fast, and there's nothing wrong with that time. Like, he'll shave heaps off that when he's right. Kel, did you have a chance to talk to the owners? I can only imagine how wrapped they were with the win. Yeah, look, we had a few messages. I missed the call late at night. I was still doing stuff, and I had a few messages. They were as happy as you could find. The shadows have been just brilliant all the way through. They've always been really nice and really obliging, and I was so happy for them, probably more happy for them than we were for ourselves because, you know, it's just nice to see a dog win, but to see people get the enjoyment out of it like they did... And after waiting all that time, yeah. um, he couldn't have asked for a better return. And, yeah, we, we know what he is. We know he hasn't got brilliant fox manners or early speed, but that's the dog. And hopefully down the track he just goes a little bit further. So that's probably what we're looking at. And the owners, have um, they've been through a lot as well. You know, obviously not going to talk about the situation. People can go and look it up if they want to know what happened. But, you know, physically and emotionally they've been through a lot as well. Absolutely, look, an emotional wreck as far as that goes, and um, not really sure exactly what happened. But all I know is these are the people who have suffered the most, and and of course the dogs um, couldn't race because of the, we had to wait till the samples were all clear. What with with the drug in their system, so now it's all clear. We can race. Hopefully, we can give them a bit of enjoyment, and they can enjoy the the next 12 months or so and, and watch their dogs race and do well. Yep. And you've got his sister, Victor Marley, starting this week? Yeah, Victor Marley will go around. Um, obviously, she hasn't got his ability, but, you know, she goes all right and it's just um, a bit tougher when you try and take on our best dogs and you probably haven't got that ability. So we'll try and pick a, a couple of races out that she doesn't have to race against like the Melbourne Cup-top dogs because... 
as you know, there's something special and they're just a little bit of top-end ability. So, look, I just hope she does a bit well as well. And, um, you know, not not really sure how far she'll go, but she's trialling well enough to say she's going to win some races. So that, that's going to be good. Yep, yeah, for sure. And you've got a um, an exciting addition to your kennel, Isle of Rose, who, um, for anyone sort of up around the New South Wales Hunter region, would know um, know that name for sure. A very talented chaser um, owned by Troy McDonald. And, yeah, you must be wrapped to have her in the kennel now. Yeah, look, Troy just rang up and said, would you be interested, do you think this bitch is up to having a crack at the laurels? And I said, well, um, I'd better look up the form and have a look at the racing. And... <laughs> Sorry, Troy. No, you must <laughs> so have been impressed, though. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, look, she's won the last race. She must be going all right. And I watched her race and I said, yeah, gee, I like that last race win. And I said, she showed a little bit of courage and she come from off the pace and... Got a nice back split. I said, "Look, send it down, and we'll see if we, you know, we'll try and take it easy with it until the laurels. But probably better early than right late in case you know we have a setback or you know the dog doesn't settle into the kennel. So we sent it nice and early. And look, I've known Troy for a long time. I trained for his, you know, Malloran Atchison as well many years ago, and uh, they're just a good family with with plenty of good dogs over the years. So." It was nice to get the call, and I find Troy a pleasure to deal with. He's actually a very intelligent guy who thinks about his dogs a lot. So we're just hoping that she does well. And, you know, again, it's always about box draws and luck when you sort of get to those races. And hopefully she gets a bit, but hopefully she can make her own luck. She's got a nice turn of early foot, and she finishes it off okay, and she's got a good back split. So you can't ask for much more. I don't know who's going to be in the lower this year, but we'll find out soon enough. And there's always quality dogs because it's a you know, well-respected group race. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. Have you um, have you had a call yet from the sports bet guys about, you know, possibly Sharni going in the Phoenix as yet? Oh, we talk regularly. I actually, I reckon I've got a pretty good friendship with quite a few of them now. They're fantastic guys. I think that they, they party as well as anyone I've ever seen. So they sort of keep in contact with us. Um Especially with Shani, I just talked to a few of the guys, you know, who I get on really well with and we quite often discuss her and we just thought initially it was a, you know, a hundred to one that was a chance of actually going into a third Phoenix. But as it's turned out with her trial form, I know she didn't have any luck the other night, but, you know, even looking at the run, um, her back split in a trial. I didn't think she went that well in. was still quicker than the leader around the other night. So I'm sure she's still got the ability to be very competitive. Yep. But again, you need box draw and luck. And yeah, look, we haven't made a final decision and I didn't want to be greedy and just say, look, I'm happy to have her in it if she's not worthy of it. So yeah. we'll just monitor that and they're monitoring with it. They're on our side. They're right, in, you know, right on our team as far as being doing the right thing and I also want to be on their side to say, look, I want to give you a chance. If you can pick a better dog and you think it's worth going for, and there's sort of everyone's dreaming, you know, could you possibly do it three times? Just to be in three Phoenixes is a miracle, but it reminds me of the days many years ago. I used to love Boltrice, and I went to the track um, watching Boltrice win every Sandown Cup, which he won four of, which is, it will never, ever be repeated again in grain racing. And I said... This is sort of a similar thing. You'll never see uh, a dog possibly ever completing three phoenixes again. So 
that's probably the main dream, and it's been a dream for a long time. But look, I hope it comes to fruition. She's, I know the other night was probably disappointing to some, but we had excuses and we can see where she got knocked over and didn't get a chance to show her brilliant facts for the speed. So unfortunately, that's all racing and you cop it on the chin and you just hope for a bit more luck next time. Yeah, me too. I'd love another shirt. I honestly have nearly <laughs> worn those other two out. If Mum goes, oh, you're not wearing the Wow She's Fast shirt again, are you? We're going out for dinner. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can imagine if they actually, if she gets in the third one, they'll be they'll be having shirts, jackets and pants and probably shoes. So they are fantastic in that area of sports bet and um, I just couldn't deal with better people. The footage of you dancing after that, Phoenix, I wish I'd have recorded it with my phone. It's some of the best footage I've ever seen. You Like, yeah, because I could only imagine the feeling. Like, I was just... Yeah, I was on another planet. I was just that excited. But, yeah, I could only imagine how you guys were feeling. But, yeah, you getting up and dancing, I said, yeah, that was the a whole lot of my <laughs> and, night. Yeah, and, and I can't dance either, so that's <laughs> even worse. I mean, I am hopeless. But, look, those guys, they know how to party. It, it felt like you had hundreds of owners in the dock, and that's what they made you feel like. And, of course... They were just partying like they'd won a Melbourne Cup or a Phoenix, which they had, I suppose. And it's just unbelievable. It was the most incredible night of racing I've ever seen, you know, and I've been in dogs for a long, long time. And it reminded me maybe once of about 40 years ago at Sandown where they gave away two Mercedes around the track. And that was fantastic for everyone because it was like thousands of people trying to win a free Mercedes. But as soon as they gave away the cars, everyone disappeared. <laughs> That's like I party after winning the race at the gardens. <laughs> I hope you don't get in your underwear. <laughs> uh, Trust me, he I would hope. if he could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot it, of up there. It, it was, though. Just, like, watching it on TV, like, it just looked like there were so many people there and just, yeah, the, just the atmosphere and everything. And, yeah, it's... Like, oh, I know the first one, you know, she was at pretty big odds and, you know, not a lot was spoken about her and she wasn't expected to win it. But, yeah, go, you know, were they as both as good at each other or was the second one a little bit better, just like you said, because, you know, it had been such a big build-up and then she did it again? Yeah, look, it probably was. Look, I loved the first one because, you know, we were a little bit unexpected and... Although she had been trialling the house, and every time I put her around, I just, she was running track records everywhere I trialled, and I'm thinking, gee, this bitch is going to be hard to beat if she gets a clear run. Um, and then the second one, of course, you know, she had box six, and I'm thinking, oh, God, we're going to need a bit of luck to get across. And then she got a nice clear run, and then, you know, you just never knew when you see Emron Boy charging at her, I'm thinking, oh, my God, don't tell me you're going to get run down. But <laughs> she sort of had to ease through that that period of time where she was waiting for the run for probably 100 metres. Yep. And I think she lost her momentum a fair bit, and then she had to try and get it back again up the straight. Emron Boy just come with a storming run, and as Jamie Ennis said, he said it was the best run in his life. So... Yeah, it was just one of those nights, a fantastic race for everyone that was there and watching at home. And, yeah, just probably what, what the sport needs is a little bit of excitement and, and two dogs or more than two dogs that the whole field were just, you know, having a red-eye go. Do you get nervous before those sorts of races? Like me, I was pretty much dry-reaching before it. I was that nervous. But do you get nervous at all? 
look, I must admit, I've, I used to when I was younger, and uh, if I was in a, a maiden of Horsham, I used to panic. But <laughs> as, you, as you sort of go into the system and you sort of, I think once you've been in a few group races early days, I honestly, I couldn't sleep. I was, you know, really bad. And over the years, I've, I've come to the point where, like even recently at Adelaide Cup, I was sitting with Calgary, who's got scalatch, and he says, God, you're so cool and calm. And I said... <laughs> Yeah, I said, mate, you've got to try and just relax a bit. He was nervous as, and I said, mate, just try and relax a bit because the dog will know. He'll know you're nervous as, so don't let it channel down the lead because he'll see you're nervous and you'll get nervous. And I said, just try and be normal and just breathe a bit and take it easy. I said, just take it all in and enjoy it. So I, think, I think it's better doing that than panicking and worrying about everything because you've done all your work anyway. You, you can't help what happens in a race with fox scores and luck, so... It all happens after the dogs come out of the boxes, what's going to happen. So you don't really know until the race evolves. But now, look, I don't get as nervous as I used to, that's for sure. But I still I still want to see the dogs do well. And when they don't, you get disappointed like everyone else. And if they're lucky enough to win, will you enjoy the moment? Yeah, Dad, did you listen to that about the handling and getting nervous? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Practice makes perfect. You'll get there. Ah, I don't know how I go in a group race, but... No, I don't know either. I'd be scared for everyone, to be honest. Especially if I win. Yeah, I know. I know. It would be be scary. Um, I know when I interviewed you... Oh, jeez, I don't know. When we did our last interview, Kel, it'll be a little while ago now, but I know that you're sort of... um, Yeah, and just trying to give people a bit of an insight if they are looking to take out their trainer's licence. I know you're, you know, you really like uh, getting your dog's blood tested and and that sort of thing. Do you get them blood tested regularly or only when you feel like they're a little bit off? I think you sort of get the warning signs um, after training as long as I have that you seem to know when you need to. You know, just picking up your coat's hydrate. You see your coat getting hydrated and watching your floods, um, you, you can sort of tell if the dog's going off or, you know, it's a slow release. You might have a liver, you might have your, your, your results are down a bit. But, yeah, bloods, sometimes you'll see a dog that'll get like a, especially a black dog, they'll get like a cinnamon-type coloured coat, which generally means they're lacking in iron and you'll get your, you'll go and get a PCV done, it'll be 54 or something, you say, gee, there's a bit more there to run home or... The hydration is to do with either liver or an infection. You want the dog's coat to be pinging back and looking a picture. And if they look in a picture, they're generally okay. But look, coming into a big race, I'll always get a test done enough time to treat and fix to make sure everything's right. And if you don't, are you giving away half length? Are you giving away four lengths? Well, you've got to make sure everything's right if you're trying to win a big race or any race, really. So... I do believe that they're important, but then I think that sometimes the people aren't getting the right advice on how to fix. So that creates another problem that are you getting good advice? The good, the good greyhound vets will give you good advice, but you might be going to a different vet that may not give you that great advice and you're going, okay, where can I go? Who's going to be able to read this test and see why my dog's lost its five lengths? And then... You fix it and then you say, okay, that's how it works. I'll remember that number for next time if I get a, a, low, a high liver count or whatever it is, so, and how to fix And then you've got to know how to fix each particular problem, which is another area. But after all these years, I try and work it out. But it's it's never easy, but it's, um, it's a huge part of winning races. Yep, 
Yep, I know, Dad, you know, obviously, you know, we're not on the same level as Kel and Jackie, but we've always been a big believer in blood tests, you know, even from, you know, when I was young, it was something that you um you were always pretty pedantic on. Yeah, well, Kel's right, you know, and just by knowing your dog, you'll know straight away whether he's off a bit, you know, in his eyes, his cat or whatever, and if he seems a lost leg, well, that's the first place I used to go injuries and a blood test straight away and then work your way back. If that's not if that's all right, well, you've got to go looking somewhere else. Yep. Exactly right, yeah. Yep, 100%. Um, did you have any more questions for Kel, Dad? Uh, how did Charney pull up all right, Kel? Yeah, pretty good. Um, she bounced out of the kennel the next morning like there was no dramas. <laughs> It was, um, so that's all good. Look, she's, she went for a walk and she's pulling like a beauty and she's, look, they had a good check of her and there was nothing that was, you know, a problem. So, yeah, she'll lift a fight another day. She's got over it pretty quick. I just think sometimes you need a little bit of what I call match practice. Yep. Um, going into a race like that is really tough, especially six months off. Yeah. She needed to get that clear run. If she got that clear run, I'm sure she could have run that time. I reckon she's probably only in around about that 29.7 form. But, you know, you need a clear run to be able to run that. And yeah. That's what dog racing's about. You just need to get that you know, run when you go for it and, and show your full ability. But if you don't, there's enough much you can do about it. I, um, yeah, you, I thought she'd come you, out not too bad. Yeah, she came out good. It yeah. was just that you know, the three onto the four, onto the five, onto her um, created a problem. It would have been better off probably missing it and getting the run up on the fence. Yeah. Like, you know, with Jake, Jay, it was lucky enough to miss it and then sort of get around him and get the second. But uh, look, racing's a bit like that, as we know. You, you know, you pop the good with the bad and just hope that the good boxes come your way at the right time. But it didn't come her way Saturday night, but hopefully it does next time. Oh, she's never had a good box draw, really. It's just. <laughs> She's. Oh, anyway, oh, you just you can't whinge about it. It's just how how the life goes sometimes. <laughs> Even watching the live box draw for Damien, I'm going. Come on, mate. Inside when it said six, I turned my computer off. I went stuff this. Oh, like, oh, I, I didn't even watch it. I just saw six, and I thought, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, honestly. But anyway, but you know, look, look. Shani's won some big races from bad boxes. So yeah, like you said, you can't complain. No, we can't complain. Look, we've just been had a, a, a blessed run and we've been very fortunate to have that run and have that dog in our kennel. So, you know, as I say, a good dog makes a good trainer and if you've got a bad dog, you're a bad trainer. So that's <laughs> it works. One thing, Kel, bad dogs make good dogs look bad sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, They so. just get bad and stop you all the time. Yeah, yeah, look, we, we had poor old Zach Sanders. He was probably one of my favourite dogs with ability. I never had a dog. I think he's the fastest dog I've ever had. And trial-wise, you take him wherever you took him, he breaks the track record. And he still holds records today. But you put him in a race, and all he wanted to do was fight a dog. Or put a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, why are you like that? You know, it's ability. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what do you do? You just, um, we tried our best, and then we sent him to New Zealand, and unfortunately hurt himself. So that was the end of poor Zach's career, and now he's just living a life of luxury in someone's house. <laughs> nah, beautiful. Now, is that is that all, Dad? Did you have anything else? Yeah. Good luck for the future. Oh, thanks very thanks. much and good luck to you. I hope, I hope I see you win that million dollar chase. You're running down the, oh, Jesus. Down the straight pump and the piston. 
you know, yes. cheering everyone in the crowd. Kel, he'll I, be I, crowd surfing got, or something. You won't see him. I've got seven little pups, so I need to win something. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you've got a chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Greyhound Girl podcast and for your ongoing support of not only this podcast but of Greyhound Racing in general. Remember, you can follow Dimity at the Greyhound Girl on Facebook.